Hey there. How do you manage time effectively? How do you distribute the inevitable shege that comes your way every day? How do you go to bed at night thinking, hey, I had a productive day today? If answering these questions is important to you, do stick around because this tool is about to be handed to you in detail. So without further ado, welcome again to the journey with me day. I know where I was, this is where I am, and together we're about to find out where I am going to be. See, when I say this episode is packed in detail, trust me, it wasn't just a fancy introduction, I meant it. Yes, I am honored to have two different guests on this episode. To start with, I have my founder friend, Shalom, CEO and co-founder of the apartment and roommate matching platform, Rumi. So listen to this first few minutes for a quick solution on how to get going with tips you can use to improve how you manage time and increase productivity. Do enjoy. So a lot of people actually decide to create to-do lists because they feel, uh, I have a couple of things I want to do today. Let me list them out. But what they tend to forget is the reason why they're actually creating the to-do lists. So what do I mean? I feel there are actually like two major reasons why you create to-do lists. One is for you to be able to visually sort of see everything you have to do for that day. And the second thing is for you to actually know when and how long it will actually take for you to perform each task. The second reason is actually very, it's usually forgotten by a lot of people. And it's why most of the time to-do lists are not as effective as they should be. So what do I mean? Let me give you a very good scenario. It's like, for example, you're trying to cook a meal and then you create a shopping list. Creating a shopping list, you list out everything that you actually need to get that meal done. Do you understand? So you have a list of things, of items, of ingredients that you need to get to be able to cook that meal. But also, do you realize that as you're writing out those things for your shopping list, listing out those ingredients, you actually have a mental note of where you are going to get those ingredients. Even though it's not listed in the to-do list. I don't know if you get it. So it's, for example, you're about to cook jollof rice. And you're like, oh, there's no onions at home. There's no curry. Um, I need to get this. Oh, I think I want egg with it. You get, you list out all those things. If you're not going to a mall that probably has all these things listed, you probably know, oh, I'm going to so-so place to get so-so thing. So that's basically how to-do lists also work. For you to be effective, you have to actually, just like the shopping lists, you have to know where you're going to get it. I mean, if you go out with an empty list, just going out with an empty, um, with a, sorry, a shopping list, and you just, you get step out, not knowing where you're going to get all these things, you probably will still come back home without having gotten everything on your list. You get, so it's basically going to end up in the same way. If you have a list of activities that you don't know when you're going to, do this particular thing or how long this particular thing is going to take you just end up having yes you may be able to find some of them I mean if you step out of your house to your junction you may see you have to see that selling 
something and you get it you get but then if you don't know where to get all those other things you probably would not be able to strike them off your shopping list it's the same way with your to-do lists as well so <clears throat> beyond listing out the things you want to do for the day you should actually sort of mentally know when do i want to do this and how long should i invest in doing this because that's where time management will come in i mean that's where you're going to be able to manage your time. You would see, you can effectively list out the things you need to do for a particular day and find out, I mean, feel productive that day and find out that you are just done probably only two things. And then <laughs> looking at this, you almost be crying. You felt productive throughout the entire day, but then you ended up doing just two things. You would have felt good in the process. I mean, if you're a product designer like myself, you could have been with Figma for like a couple of hours. You get enjoying the flow, creating the frames, doing the prototypes. You get just doing what you are doing, probably researching, opening multiple tabs on your Chrome. You get and you're feeling in the vibe. You get network is not giving you issues. There's power supply. You get you're just doing this thing, and then you end up checking your to do list at the end of the day. And you find out that what you only did was like one or two out of everything that you had listed for the day that you end up crying honestly because really the worst thing that can happen is a carryover <laughs> i tell you because next day does not care if you finish today's work or uh yesterday's work was added to today's work i don't know like you create a list virtually every day and then you don't finish today's list by tomorrow a new guy is going to join that list not caring if you cleared out the entire list yesterday. So you have to ensure that you properly manage your time to be able to like sort of um achieve and cross out every of those things of your to-do list. Now, how do you intend to sort of arrange your to-do lists to be able to strike them all out? So the very first thing is probably what you're doing right already. I mean, list out everything that you probably would need to do for that entire day. I would use the illustration of the shopping lists to like sort of explain. But the very first thing you should do after that, which is the second thing, sorry, the second thing you should do after listing out all the things you probably want to do is to arrange it. Why? So for example, let's use the illustration of your shopping list again. Imagine if on your way to getting something you don't find everything you want to buy in one location you probably would have to probably find somewhere on your way back that you'd have to get it or else you probably have to like go forward further than where you currently are spend more see you get it's more stressful to go forward and then have to like come back now that you sort of plan oh let me go to the long distance then trace my way back if i don't end up getting it here it's like i'd be sure that i will get it here on my way back you get so that's how you should probably like sort of arrange your to-do lists now imagine if you are let me use myself as a very good example i tend to get carried away a lot when i'm on my phone because from one message trying to reply someone and that one comes in and i don't want to do that person and get out to reply on and on so it sort of push anything i would have to do with my phone towards the middle of my day you're probably asking why 
it's quite simple. I don't want to get distracted with my phone because I'll end up probably spending two hours on WhatsApp that I should probably use for something else. So what do I do instead? I would rather pick activities and things that I need to get done, arrange them for the early part of my day and sort of move anything I'll probably have to do with my phone except it's urgent and I can't. Knowing that it's urgent, I would have to like probably set a sort of constraint or restraints that would not let me go into distracting apps like probably WhatsApp you get. Probably if it's my mail, for example, I'll probably put my phone on do not disturb, then I'll check my mail. Or most times I just prefer to do things that are like official and dealing with work work on my laptop except I need to like he gets do it on my phone. So sort of apportion your activities, arrange them based on when you want to do them and where you want to do them. Now, another thing to do is probably, this is a method I learned from the book called Atomic Habits. Now, um, the author of the book was he used it in the area of habits. He called it habit stacking, where you list habits uh, after themselves. So what do you do? You say, oh, you want to do this, then do this, then do this after. It gets you sort of like stack them on top of themselves. So that way you end up one activity spurs another one into action, then another one into action. And you just end up finding yourself in a loop of continuous activity without having to like break the cycle you get so the same goes with your setting your um to-do list and your activities if for adventure you are trying to um probably do an activity that is outside of your laptop meanwhile you still have some other activities that will probably come back to your laptop you get i would rather that you suggest that you list out activities that will probably be done on your laptop and sort of oh, once i'm done typing this in chat gpt <laughs> i would copy it paste it take it straight to figma and begin working on the design i intend to work on you end up finding yourself okay working on design once i'm, once I'm done with the design i begin to prototype in Figma or using if you use under two for prototyping maybe I move into protopy to like you get you probably may not list out all those things but in your activities you probably list oh research with chat GPT. Then you move to design in Figma mm -hmm. then prototype in protopy you get you list out the activities like that and they follow themselves. Now the very last tip I would give is Beyond arranging, you should actually apportion time to each of these activities, each of the things in your to-do list. And the reason is because some things may actually tend to span longer than others. So you have to like take into account that. So the reason is you can actually end up spending overtime on an activity and it should eat up into another into the time you should spend on another activity and would end up ultimately not letting you to perform that one. Do you get? 
because so after this is might be time bound maybe it's only in the morning you could have done this only in the afternoon you could have done this or it's in the evening you could do this ticket so i don't know if you find yourself in this <laughs> scenario where you've probably slated something for afternoon but then you got carried away because you were so engrossed in what you were currently doing and you ended up finishing right in the evening and then that activity cannot now be done you have to move it to the next day that's exactly what what can happen basically if you don't push anything so the best thing is to give a reasonable time frame after arranging your to-do lists such that you know that it should still account for you and allow you rather to come back to it later in the day so for example I list out the activities and I put um, one hour research in chat GPT, um, design, I just put design in Figma, Gigets, then um, prototype and I list it on and on. I, I really can't sort of um, think of something that's probably time bound like to a particular area of the day um i really can't think of anything right now so probably just sort of picture it in your head picture it in your head something that you probably knew that it has to be done at this time of the day you get let's imagine you put that after designing in figma before prototyping if you you would end up finding out that you probably would move into prototyping in figma and forget that thing and then you'll not be able to now do that thing you get so what you should probably do is put a time constraints for that activity designing figma okay design for two hours and then after two hours even if you are not done designing you go and do that activity if it's not going to affect or it's not dependent on that form of you get you go and do the activity then you come back to designing you get since prototyping can also work once you are done designing you get it will have to wait for design to be done do you understand so that one makes so much sense so what you do is First, list your activities, arrange them, know when you're going to be able to do this and where you're going to be able to do it, so you get where you're going to be able to do it, and then sort of stack them so that one activity would lead to another activity. Try not to put an activity that will break a cycle, you get something that will just keep flowing. The moment you're in the flow, you end up doing a whatever list falls into that flow she gets you i think you you would probably have found out that sometimes you tend to do three things in your list maybe they were not arranged on themselves but then they were just someone someone but then what you ended up finding out is that you probably did them in the same place because they were in a flow she gets this one led into the other one led into the other one like that like that like that so arrange it and ensure that you have that flow now all your activities may not necessarily create the flow there may be breaks in between but then try as much as possible to ensure that those breaks are accounted for with time constraints the only reason why you should break a cycle is if its time constraint has lapsed do you understand so for example you've taken off you're already working overtime on this particular thing you post it work on something else on the next thing on your to-do list try to do it and then come back to it if at the end of the day you are again and you find out oh i'm not done with this you go back to it 
So I think I don't really want to say so much, but really, if you follow through with this, other things would happen almost unconsciously, and you would end up finding out that you're more productive. You manage your time wisely, and overall, you strike out everything on your to-do list. Yeah. Big shout out to Shalom for doing that. Those were really great pointers. And now for more detail, let's meet the lead front-end engineer, Matador Trust. Uh, we're here again with another episode in the Tools series. This time around, we're talking about um, time management. And this is something that I personally struggle with. I, I got this request actually from one of our listeners. He listened to uh, the first two episodes and says, I'm reading literally what he said as replied to me. He said, you should really do one on time management. There's a place of setting goals and tasks for the day. And there's a place for managing the time to accomplish these tasks. And getting that message from um, a listener, it's resonated a lot with something that happens to me. Like I definitely also have issues um, setting up tasks and goals for the day. But I'm someone that is always like very open to receive maybe... um, comments or receive texts or something from either my co-workers or any other person i want to maybe hop on the particular problem they have to help them solve it and things like that and so many times and also because because i'm like responsible for a lot right so many times i end up not meeting all my own goals and tasks for that day and i've been consciously trying to improve this and also i've brought someone to help us talk about how we can improve our um improve the way we spend our time daily right and also how to deal with workload i have a friend of mine a very good friend of mine there was also a colleague um at work uh there's a lot of amazing things about Emmanuel, but i'll let him say those things by himself and it's nice to have you Emmanuel. hi every day thank you thank you for having me yeah uh there are so many things to to say about Emmanuel, but um, you know how we do it in this podcast to say some things about themselves, so they can choose the most amazing things that they want to say about themselves. But yeah, we do this in a very different way. So you have just thirty seconds ah, to introduce yourself. So we do this so that um, we can make sure you leave out many of the unnecessary stuff, mm-hmm. because I feel like if you have like a shorter time to talk about yourself, you want to mention like the most important things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we want to know everything mm. in 30 seconds. So tell us as much as you can. And your time starts now. Excellent. Actually, I don't need the 30 seconds. I'm Emmanuel. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Emmanuel. Uh, I do my best. <laughs> I drink water and I mind my business every time. Um, but, uh, okay. I'm a software engineer at Matador the Trust. Uh, I'm the first of four boys. Uh, yeah. And I also run a podcast. You inspired me in a way to start my podcast. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's about it for now. <laughs> okay. That, that's really amazing, Emmanuel. So what I'd like to do before we get on to discuss the topic is I always like to take the introduction of um, our guests, divide it into different parts, and then have them talk about those parts. So I'm going to divide the introduction into three parts that I have mentioned. So um, the first... The first um, part comprises of drinking water, doing your best, <laughs> minding your business, and being the first out of um, four yeah. children. Yeah. Um, 
what is your lifestyle like mm. and how does it affect you being um the first child like um just a little bit more context mm-hmm. does your lifestyle kind of influence your siblings in any way oh absolutely yeah i i like to think so they show me that it does affect them right. um they show me by how they make the choices they make mm. um when they ask me for advice to right. I see that they take my feedback really you know seriously um so yeah I've heard them talk about me either directly or indirectly and nice. I feel that yeah in a way I'm I'm a good inspiration nice um amazing so 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 tell us that lifestyle what's your lifestyle like um so really it's just doing my best every day <laughs> so I just nice. wake up and today I want to leave my best mm. so I want to go to bed knowing that I did my best today Mm. I put a smile on someone's face. My best is not like, you know, the whole big task and all that. Yeah. But it's in the simple things. Was I mm. kind to anyone today? Mm. Did I make someone smile? Mm. Um, did I encourage anyone in any way? Um, did I actually do my work? Am I, am I, you know, fulfilled mm. with the work I did today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's about it. That, that's really good, and that's that's an amazing lifestyle to have. Um, I think I can. I can, I mean, we work together, so I can definitely see all of those things that you have said in um, how we relate day to day. So yeah, that that's the first part. So I think I have three parts. So the second part is, of course, your career, software engineering. How has that been like? And but I'm, I'm most curious about how and why you started. Okay. So uh, it, it was, it was around the period where we did jump. Um, so yeah, my background actually gave me a huge sense of responsibility because mm-hmm. from a very young age, uh, it's been, you know, ringing in my ears. You're the first child, you're not only the first child, you're the first son. Mm. You're not only the first son, you are the first son of four boys, mm. right? So <laughs> it's been ringing in my ears. Well, yeah. I'm always, you know, watching the decisions I make and all that. Um, mm. yeah, my life has the software engineer i it was really inspired by my mentor at the time right nice. um which is still my mentor till now hans manuel okay. uh so it was around the time we did jump and push jump so when i got admission into school there's that like three four five six months window where yeah. you do nothing before admission yeah. so i just wanted to learn a computer skill at the time mm. so instead of going to a regular computer class i just told my mentor who i just started learning to code at the time Wow. Uh, so he then said he was going to teach me how to how to do some interesting things on the web. Mm. Yeah. So then... Uh, what Was that the phrase he used? Yeah. Interesting things on the web. Yeah. Wow, that's it. Yeah. So he said, uh, uh, let's just follow me and I'll show you how to do some interesting things on the web. Wow. Yeah. Interesting things on the web. <laughs> I, I like that phrase. I think I'm going to start using it. <laughs> what do you do? Well, I do interesting things on the web. <laughs> I, I think it spikes curiosity. Yeah, it did actually at the time. It did. It did so much for me. There was a time too. He was. Uh, he inspired me to have a book. Okay. I write down a new idea every day. Wow. So what that did for me was it just taught me to really think about needs and things. I like how to be a solution provider to you know the needs around you. Mm. I I didn't always used to have groundbreaking ideas I, in fact i didn't have any groundbreaking ideas at the time i came up with ideas that were already existing mm. or that had already been solved 
Mm. But the beautiful thing is the fact that I could think about it yeah. and someone is already doing it, yeah. it was valid. Yeah, it was valid, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, so that will take us to the last part, which is podcasting. <laughs> uh, I'm happy now I'm, I've been able to inspire you. And I think I think I, I can pride myself to say I've kind of inspired some people to yeah. pick up podcasting or consider picking up podcasting yeah. or listen to more podcasts. Yeah. Um, so, like, what has the experience been like? And, and how does this shape your, your um, the way you look at the world? Because for me, right... Um, I, st- I started the journey with media to strictly document my life. I just wanted to document my life. I wanted to talk to myself, mm-hmm. like literally rant to myself. Yeah. yeah, and it is therapeutic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually there was a new goal mm-hmm. based on feedback and yeah. based on reviews yeah. and you know how, how I was sensing these things. Yeah. I, I started investing more thoughts into the podcast mm-hmm. and th- started thinking about having it get more, like, more shape, be like a brand around it. So I can be someone that people can look up to when they listen to something that can help them feel better, that can help them make better decisions. Mm. Like, I I want more people to say, I trust your recommendation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that has been it for me. So so I'm curious if you already have that uh, or how well your your podcast has, Mm. podcasting has shaped Mm. how you think and what you see yourself being in the future yeah well i've been listening to podcasts um sermons podcasts since i was 16 inspired by my mentor again mm-hmm. um so i've always been a podcast guy but i've always been a consumer yes um, i never thought of starting mine i what do i know i've listened to amazing amazing podcasts um so podcasts have shaped my life the whole of my life amazing listening to podcasts uh it's it's remarkable really wow <laughs> yeah I, looking back now i mean everything i've i've done everything okay. i have uh my thought process is yeah. everything inspired by you know years and years of listening and listening to other people mm. um and you know it's boring so yeah uh, they can why, why notice yeah it can't be boring mm-hmm. um why notice this for somebody to take the time to invite an expert online yeah. to discuss a subject, yeah. what are they talking about for 40 minutes? Mm. Like, you already know what you're talking about. Mm. It's, you know, workload and time management. Mm-hmm. Why are you, what are you talking about for 30, for why? <laughs> so it, 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 you know, brings that curiosity in me. And yeah. from curiosity, I'm like, oh, mm, I see. Yeah. Okay, so what about this? And then they address it. Mm. So I have another question. What about this? And then they address it. So, it, so you're, you're surprised that, like, as they speak, the questions that pop up in your head, they, they already get addressed. So that's why I, I've been hooked to podcasts. Because when yeah. I had a lot of questions and mm-hmm. I was listening, they were being answered. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, this this thing really works. Because um, I remember my background in copywriting. Mm-hmm. Um, What we do is that, we, we lead you in writing, right? We lead you to ask certain questions in your mind and then answer those questions. Right. Right. It works every time. Yeah. So we call it the um, fixing the objection, something like that. So uh-huh. when you tell them about an amazing um, benefit from a feature, the next thing that also, you know, also because that this is what they are thinking about, like there's an objection. Uh-huh. So an example, a very, very basic example is. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so someone introduces the benefit of a feature to you mm-hmm. and you, you do recognize that it's very, very beneficial. Mm-hmm. 
but most of the time the next thing you're thinking you're thinking about is um would it not be expensive mm. but the next two lines you read tells you talks about price or tells you how cheap it is or how affordable it can yeah, be or compare prices or compare prices with yeah. with, with um existing with, with existing competition or something yeah. like that so we do that so like when you meet something that always like solves your objection mm. it, it, it can it kind of pulls you in yeah. because there's a there's a trust and comfort that yeah. this person is answering my questions exactly exactly yeah questions breed chaos and yeah. if someone answers it it's like they're bringing calmness oh, to your yeah. chaos so they make you more comfortable yeah i totally agree i totally agree so that was to answer the mm-hmm. how podcast has shaped yeah you know everything yeah um my thinking and all that about how has it been really mm-hmm. since I started? Mm-hmm. So I've never, because I've been a huge beneficiary of podcasting, mm-hmm. I've never been close to the idea of starting one. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see a need why I would start one. And yeah. What would be the purpose for me to start one? Mm-hmm. There are so many great podcasts out there, and yeah, I don't do anything without you know, mm-hmm. like a purpose or a need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I've never really started. So I had an argument with one of my friends. It was around the time you started yours too. Mm-hmm. I think it was the same week. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, maybe two days after you started yours. Okay. Um, I know we had a lot of discussion around starting yours. Too. Yeah. So I was really in the know of how you started. Yeah. Uh, so I had an argument with my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, execution and strategy. What, what, yeah. What, what, yeah. What, 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 yeah. So she she didn't agree with me. Yes. And then and I'm then like, you brought in people. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yes. oh, what? Let me put it yes. online. Yeah. And then yes. I, I remember back. I remember. Like, you know, people like talked about it. Yes. You know, dropping their comments mm-hmm. and all that. I'm like, you know what? This is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, why not we join a meeting by 9 p.m. today? Mm-hmm. It was on a Wednesday. Yeah. And they will talk about this. Mm-hmm. So 9 p.m., people joined like 20 something. I joined too. Like, I, I was, was interested. Yes. I'm like, oh, damn. Uh, let's have this. Let's have another one. Mm-hmm. I always come up with an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. That's why not to do. Mm-hmm. I'll do the research, know what you want to hear, come up with the topic. Next week, We'll do it again. Mm-hmm. So next week, 9 p.m., same day, people joined. Mm. Next week, 9 p.m., same day, people joined. Mm. I was getting really good feedback. You mm-hmm. know? But in all this, I wasn't thinking of starting my podcast. I was just having fun. Yeah. So when it started meeting people's needs, mm. people were, you know, giving real, real feedback. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know this before. Mm. Now I know this. This mm. is what I was struggling with before. Now someone said something on the pod and on, on the call. And then yeah. now it makes more sense. So I was like, okay, this is a real thing. Um, so why do we just have the meeting and then it just, you know, goes off? Then a listener, mm-hmm. some of the listeners couldn't join at the time. So we used to have a 9 p.m. every Wednesday. And so I'll get comments like, oh, can you record, please? Because I'm not going to be around. Uh, can you record, please? Because I'm not going to be around. Oh, wow. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, we'll see about that. So I started recording. Mm-hmm. Right. Then... Uh, in December, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I recorded. You know, the audio was terrible. I I wasn't proud of it at all. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? If I record this, how are they going to listen to it? Mm. So then I uploaded to Spotify and sent them a link. Nice. Yeah, so it was just me meeting a need. You know? Yeah. So my content is out there. Mm-hmm. Everyone can see it, mm-hmm. and the audio is bullshit. Like, I wasn't proud of it. <laughs> yeah, I went to the journey with me day, and then I was like, "Damn, this audio is cool." Like, I was like, "Okay, let me work on my audio." Nice. I was like, "Okay, if I invite people to the call, mm-hmm. um, I w- I won't get you know the great um uh, a great audio experience." Yeah. So then I said I will invite one person. 
Mm. And then the person will come physically and they will see how that comes out. So I invited my friend, we had a discussion on pressure and then that was it really. Nice. So yeah. So right now, podcast is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. And it's uh it's really nice. I, I'm I'm really, really happy that it is something you can pick up. And I can see that you're definitely doing really amazing <laughs> at it. And of course I featured in your like a second episode. Yeah, yeah. And the feedback from there was was also very interesting. Insane, insane. Thank you for that. Everyone saying Mide is so intelligent. Please, oh please, stop it. Could <laughs> never take your flowers. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's very good. Um, I I should commend you as well. To be honest, I think I I I, I dropped like a like in bonus episode. I call it the Johnny Nuggets. Okay. Um, where I was talking about how being a guest on your podcast mm-hmm. kind of motivated me to. Um, record again because uh-huh. I really wanted to bring an expert. And when you mentioned um, bringing an expert to mm-hmm. to like to podcast, how people actually do that made you curious. And yeah. I can tell you, it's very hard. It's a very hard thing to do. Like yeah. I couldn't get that expert to actually join mm-hmm. me to record, and it was so devastating. It was bringing me down. I was not mm-hmm. feeling good about it. Because remember, I told you, I told you, I had a slow week. When you asked me how my week was, mm-hmm. that's one of the core reasons, to be mm-hmm. honest. Because I, I was. I was like, how would I deliver very good content? And I, I promised my CEO and I told them that, okay, this is what I'm doing next. And I was also sad I couldn't yeah, get it done. Deliver, yeah. But yeah, um, being a guest on your mm. um, podcast really, really um, motivated me to keep it going anyways. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, thank you very much for that. Voila. Right, so let's go into the topic of uh, the day. Um, I hope everyone uh, is... Already super excited to meet Emmanuel, and uh, so let me give you guys more background. Why am I bringing a software engineer to talk about time management? I think the other tech bros on uh, listening right now are probably they kind of already get it. <laughs> this is targeted towards them. It is timeline, deadline. Is one is the biggest thing. To be honest, if there's anything I feel like is going to really kill my career, yeah, it's time management. Mm. I don't think I lack in every other place. Mm-hmm. I think I can study, I can learn anything. Yeah. I tell myself I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I can do anything. I, as long as I want to do it, mm-hmm. I can do it. Mm-hmm. But ETA is mm-hmm. managing time, mm-hmm. understanding priority mm-hmm. and things like that, mm-hmm. especially when the workload is at max level. Mm-hmm. Bro. I mean, workload is huge, and then things are moving really fast. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And t- yeah, feels yeah, like time is short. Yeah, no time. Time is not existing. Yeah, if it's not even existing, <laughs> so it's not even long or short. It's not even existing. Yeah, like there's no time. There's no time. We blink, the day is gone. There's no time. <laughs> like we, I think we say that to ourselves almost every day. Like, oh, there's no time. No time. <laughs> so yeah, um, being a software engineer. Uh-huh. How have you how have you managed this situation? Hmm. So for me, mm-hmm. first off, let me make some ground in her um, explanation. So for me, I, I have this delivery, uh, for lack of a better word, let's just call it delivery syndrome. Mm-hmm. I either want to deliver or my life is a mess. I either wow. want to deliver what I said I'm going to deliver or I feel terrible. Mm. So if I for example, if I promise you some amount of money, yeah, 
I tell you I'm going to give you at X or so date by so so time. Mm-hmm. If I don't meet that that time or I don't do it, I'm going to feel very terrible. I'll wow. feel more terrible than you not getting the money. Wow. So it's the same thing I feel with uh, you know, deadlines. Um I really like to meet my deadlines and all. Now the twist is I've always worked in a startup. Mm-hmm. Meaning that they are either just about to ship the product or they are just starting the product and they want to ship like next month. <laughs> I can I can totally relate to that. Yeah, so it's 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 crazy when yeah. you are in that in that setting again and again. So some things mm-hmm. are not new to me. So I'm always working on. I'm always working and always trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Every waking hour is go time. You know, mm-hmm. like let's just do something. Uh so as a result of that, I've neglected, you know, the place of taking breaks when you should. Uh, I've neglected the place of having a good, optimizing, you know, your sleeping routine. Uh, I've neglected a lot of things in the past and I had to learn the hard way. Um, I've always been a workload. I've always struggled with workload. Mm. I was the president of my department. I was a leader in, you know, church. Mm. Uh like a group. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I was a software engineer. It At was, the time, it was, it was, it was crazy. crazy. I was doing my final year. You were a student. I was a student, yeah. Final year, crazy. Yeah. That's one of the craziest times. <laughs> I was the president of the whole department. You know, That's so rush. It was insane. So I would do school things during the day and I just had to do my software engineering things at night. Yeah. So yeah, there, there were a few things that really helped me, and I think we're going to you know plunge into them in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, knowing this background, right, and where you are now, what are the things you could point at that really that really helps you now to deal with time better? Okay, so um, to deal with time better, yeah, um, I just like to take things once at a time. Mm. I take one thing at a time. Mm. It's difficult because you are very aware of the many other things, things you, have you want to do. To do. Um, but I think it's a discipline where your mind can, where your mind can move block things. out. But you need to now, you know, train your mind to close out other things mm. and focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. As you said, what do you think? I was thinking about it from the en- engineering perspective. <laughs> we, we, can, we, we can say that our, our brain is like this huge, multi threaded yeah, computer. Just like a that spider. Can, just yeah, a spider. Yeah, <laughs> that can run things concurrently, yeah. amazingly, yeah. right? That can run things concurrently, amazingly. And then you want to. And, and then you want to probably like uh, say, okay, I. I understand that I have enough threads to run things concurrently, mm-hmm. but I want you to give more, to optimize my brain such that I give you more performance and more energy, more resources to this one task. I want that to finish first before you like go into others, right? Yeah. And if I compare this to myself, to be very honest, I don't think I do that. <laughs> so here's the thing. Yeah. Just like you, I've always worked in startups mm-hmm. all my life from the very beginning till now. But here's the extra layer of complexity that I created for myself. Okay. I'm building a startup. <laughs> <laughs> Very amazing. Yeah, I didn't awesome like yeah. Oh bro. Like my mobile. Bro. <laughs> for real. It's it's a nightmare. Like every waking day is literally a nightmare for me. Because now I have one time to manage. I now have to manage people. 
I'm not done managing myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, you see, compared with the regular 21-year-old, mm-hmm. like, I, I always try to do that every single time. And I'm like, bro, what? why? I think, like, last thing you... Last two weeks, I, 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 I was... I kept on, like, lamenting to you, like, who sent me startup work? <laughs> who sent me work? Yeah. And... Like knowing that startups are very, very fast and building one and working in one at the same time. So it means that I am doing the same thing twice. And this time around, I'm not just doing it for for somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for myself. So it has to work. Yeah. I have to be the motivation for my team members. Uh-huh. I have to be the one to consider what we do, what we don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to like work and all of those things. And that, that like there's like so many um mm-hmm. although big ups to my to my team members, by the way, they make it easy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, big ups to them but then thinking about that and doing one thing at a time there are some times that i just feel like i just can't prioritize mm-hmm. like these two things are equally as important it's like mm-hmm. yeah it be a, a, a major feature in my startup and, and and a very major feature in where i work mm-hmm. and like I, I write the core services here at matador so like which of them do I want to prioritize? Yeah, so in that's you know, when I say pick something at a time, mm-hmm. so you have two things. Let's say task A and task B, right? Yeah. Both of them are equally important. Mm-hmm. Both of them are equally, you know, high priority. Yeah. Right? Um, so what I mean by focusing on one at a time is so for task A, mm-hmm. I want to invest hundred percent of my focus, hundred percent of my concentration, hundred percent of my next 15 minutes mm. and then I focus on that mm. when that is done when my 15 minutes is done it doesn't matter whether I give it 100% or not I stop task A mm. I take a break I listen to music watch a YouTube video or do something just to declutter you know yeah. just concentration is you're, you're dispensing yeah. energy yeah. so I just relax and mm-hmm. then I focus on task B mm. after the short break of course yeah. I focus on task B for 15 minutes mm. right so what you will learn is you get more done than if you were thinking about both of them for 30 minutes. Mm. You'll get more done if you did 15 minutes block time mm. and another 15 minutes blocked time for task B. Mm. If you take two of them, in 30 minutes, you won't have achieved what you you, you just achieved. In 15 minutes. Yes. So even if you get you know a lot done, yeah. uh, you would have a lot more clarity on each of the tasks. Wow. I mean, that's how I've been able to not, you know, drown in the, <laughs> in the deep sea of, <laughs> of, the, of the front end days and, and you know, that, but yeah. Wow. That, that, that's really insightful. So is 15 minutes a, a particular time or that's that's just an example? Or do you actually spend 15 minutes on each task? So it, re- it, it really depends. Mm. There are times where I go hours on one, mm. but, and that's because over time, I've, trained myself to concentrate oh. i think the average you know concentration span on the person is about seven minutes or so after yeah. seven minutes you log out yeah averagely like your concentration mm-hmm. level is it's a muscle right it's like yeah. a muscle you that you build it yes so just start with seven minutes it doesn't mm. matter you need to do 10 things start with seven minutes mm. no one seven minutes if you don't finish, leave it leave it go to seven one. minutes if you don't finish leave it of mm. course there are tasks that you might not have that you know option i'm just saying if everything is on your table yeah and you have to say on the 10 things to do there yeah. do that if you are reporting to somebody and you need to get shit done before you know and yeah. you need to report to mm-hmm. somebody just focus on one get mm-hmm. that done and then split the rest of your time with you know 
But even at that, yeah. if you focus for only 15 minutes, your whole system is ready mm. to give it all it takes for 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you know you're going to take a break from it fully. Mm. That way, if you come back again in the next 15 minutes, you're coming you, with another yeah, force. Yeah, you must have thought about something. Maybe mm. take a shower. Mm. Ideas will fr- get one. Yeah, so... 15 minutes was what I started with. That's why I'm using 15 minutes as, as an example. Oh, yeah. Okay. So right now I can go as long as 25 minutes and then mm. I take a five minutes break. I'm not always doing that. Mm. There are times where it's, you know, when I need to do, of course, there are some tasks as software engineers that yeah. you, know, you can run autopilots. Yeah. I mean, you want I to think, think about why. Yeah. Just look at the specifications. Yeah. Begin to type. You can do those things on autopilot as long yeah. as it takes. Yes. Yeah. But if you need to build a new feature where you mm. need to think about yeah. your process, mm-hmm. think about, you know, how would this how to couple out things together. Yes. Yeah, you need to. So most times when I wake up at midnight to work, that's what I do. Mm. Um, so, and that's that's how I've been able to survive. Yeah. Wow. So um, we're going to go back to more deep things mm. in time management for a second, but but let's shift a little bit to workload. So what I'm doing this is uh, um, I, I want to I want to first I think workload is like one of the biggest issues mm-hmm. in time management. Mm-hmm. I, or should I say for me, I think that that is. Mm-hmm. And for so many people, I'm going to like read to you several other comments that, that I got when I talked about um, talking about time management mm-hmm. here on the podcast, right? So dealing with workload, mm-hmm. like my, my main question is, how do you counterbalance workload and stress? Mm-hmm. And w- when they get to you? Because here's here's what happens to me. When workload gets to me, I get overwhelmed very easily. For someone that's building something, I wonder I wonder how I do it. <laughs> I get really overwhelmed. Although, one thing I tell clients, I tell my employers, I tell people, I tell them, see, when you're dealing with me, the end justifies the means. <laughs> you can see me sleeping. You can see me playing game. You can see me doing anything. But trust me. When you're up, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. I know I'm going to get it done. I just know. <laughs> but I think that I may be able to deliver earlier if I don't get overwhelmed first. Mm. So, that, so that's why I'm asking, how do you count 